We'll, uh, we'll go through three questions that I got this week. Um, two of them were from last night. I, I gave a uh, shear in Stern College last night, and it was a question, one of these question-answer session uh, things. So they said we want to do a question-answer session with you. So I said, that's like for, you know, to ask questions on the spot is for like real Talmudic Chacham. Like if you're going to ask someone like on my level, you really need to give me the questions in advance. So I can, you know, sort of look into it, think about it. So they sent me a list, I guess, I don't know how they compiled this list, a list of, uh, of six questions, um, but I was most intrigued by those questions that may be different for men than they are for women, because all of my keynote experience is always with young men, and uh, many of the questions are the same, you know, like the questions about, can you use Masora tests and things like that, you know, I didn't, didn't really want to talk about that, I'm, I'm bored of that already, but, so they, they asked a couple of questions that were different, that might be different, that might be different for men than they are for women that I found intriguing. One question they asked is that apparently in, uh, in Stern College, they have a, uh, not, not apparently, I was there last night, they have a room called the Beit Midrash. And the Beit Midrash is a place where women come to learn Torah. It's lined with Svarim, looks like any other base Midrash. And what they struggle with is that a lot of students will use it as a quiet place to study, meaning in a typical yeshiva you don't have that, I don't think so much uh, at least walking around the Arab-based marriage I don't often find that people are sitting there with, uh, you know, uh, English literature books or biology books or things, things like that, there are other places to study you go to a library to study, you hang out in your room, you, know, you find somewhere else that you could, uh, they could study, so they, they had that issue as well as eating and things of that nature, and they want to know, what is the halacha of a base medrash, like what are the halachos in terms of the kavod that needs to be shown to a base medrash? That was issue number one. A second issue that they asked about was the art history class. Now uh, they asked the shaila in terms of taking an art history class often has depictions of Jesus and depictions of things related to other religions and to really understand the art is to understand what they're trying to depict and what it really represents. I was also thinking, I know in my day in, uh, in YU, uh, the art history, like you could, I told the, the women in Stern last night, you could tell how Yeshiva Shagai was. You know, nowadays, like when you get a call about a shidduch, so people like they don't they don't want to ask like straight on is is he Shivish guy is he like modern is he this so they, they they like ask a million questions sort of like dance around you know that issue in my day all you had to ask is like what's his attitude toward the art class you know so if if if, if a person's attitude toward the that that would reveal so much there were basically three approaches if a person's attitude toward the art class was that he. Um, he screamed against it, that it's terrible, and how can we allow this in yeshiva, or whatever. So that's like a yeshiva shagai, right? If a, if a person's attitude was, he just didn't take it. He took, he took speech or uh, music or something else. Instead, he just didn't take it. So he's a middle-of-the-road kind of guy. He's not screaming about it, but he's also not taking it. If he actually took the art class, he's mamash uh, but, but But then you have the guy who... who uh, who's even frummer. There's the, the frummest is the guy who takes it, and doesn't show up to a single class you know, just to, just because, and and still manages to uh, to pass. Now it's you know uh, gory yeshivish. I don't know. So so the the what were the, what was the issue? It wasn't about yashka. That wasn't the issue. The issue was about you know there, it, it used to be very common, probably still is in in art to depict people in various states of undress. And is that something that's appropriate? I mean, it's not something that's appropriate for people to be, uh, for young men to be looking at. So the, the young women wanted to know whether that's a problem. So those are 
two questions. Number one, base medrash for women. Number two, art history. Then a third shayla that came up, not from the women of, uh, of Stern, but uh, Stam shayla that came up last week. I was speaking somewhere else. And uh, and someone came to me, came over to me after the shear and told me that he's a uh, he's a magid shear of a dafyomi he's a chashva you know tamuchacham and they, he didn't tell me this but uh, he, he he is a ben Torah and a chashva tamuchacham and uh, unfortunately he has a one of his children is no longer shomer Torah mitzvahs. And he helped support this child because it's his child, and he has a loving relationship with the child, and he, you know, helps the child. I, I, he didn't give me all the details. I, let's let's make up some details. Let's assume the child is I don't know college age and is not self sufficient yet and needs to be supported, food and the like. Um, and the father wanted to know if he's permitted to make his child's car payments for him, to make his lease payments so that the kid could have a car. To get to school, public transportation is uh, not so easy. It takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. And with a car, it would be a lot easier. But he knows for sure, without a doubt, that the kid's going to drive on Shabbos. With it, without it, he'll be taking trains on Shabbos. He'll be doing other things. But he's not going to, which we don't encourage. We don't encourage taking trains on Shabbos. But it's not nearly the Isser. Like you have to sort of, you know, be a little bit of a Lamdan to figure out exactly what the Isser is in taking a train on Shabbos. It's certainly not the same as driving on Shabbos. So he wants to know if he's permitted to make the, uh, the car payments for his child. So we have women's base madrash, women taking art classes, and uh, buying a car for your child, for buying a car for one's child who's not Shomer Torah Mitzvahs. Is it women's based in general, but then Dafka to talk about how it relates to women also, right? Meaning the, it may be the same, maybe the same, but uh, I just thought it was intriguing because where are you going to look up what the Allah is about a women's based marriage? I mean, historically, it's unprecedented. Uh, the level and the uh, you know of women's learning over the last certainly over the last hundred hundred years, but even in the last you know my lifetime, uh, the idea that uh, that women will come and learn for hours at a time in the basement. I can't tell you how many women came over to me after the shir last time and told me that they've been doing the dafyomi with me for uh, for 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 several years, and uh, so the, the the idea of serious talmud Torah. For, for women is uh, something that we're seeing in, in, in an incredible explosion in in, in our generation, um, but it wasn't it, it wouldn't have been, have been thought of to be dealt with by the Rishonim or by by the early Chuvas Svarim. It wasn't uh, you know women were, weren't educated in anything. They weren't educated secularly, and they weren't educated very much Jewishly. Um, other than you know the informal education, so uh, so so it's it, it's it's somewhat of a contemporary shaila. But anyway, uh, what's what's the vote? What do we want to talk about? First, second, third, first. Second. Art. Yeah. Start with the art. Okay, start with the art, and then work our way. Then 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 the women's base matters. And then three. Okay, let's see what we can get to. All right, so we'll try to do quickly. I'm going to try to cover all three tonight, okay? We're going to be ambitious. Um, start with the art. So as far as the, uh, the religious depictions in art, that is a very tricky thing. There is an Isser, Al-Tif Elilim, that one is not supposed to study other religions and the meaning and the depth 
of other religions. Now, it, it, it may be a different story if you are called to a debate in front of the king with, uh, you know, if you're, you know, a, uh, from, from the Middle Ages and you, have to, uh, and you have to defend the religion and you have to understand a certain Dama Lahashiv, but in a typical situation, if the, your encounter with other religions is going to be uh, office place banter with your uh, co-workers or some guy on the train or on a plane who notices that you have a uh, skull cap on your head and will therefore ask you a couple of questions, it is not critically important to understand the depth of uh, you know symbolism of Christian in Christianity or other religions and 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 to the extent that it's not necessary it's probably forbidden. So uh, if it's more than just a very basic understanding of you know that's a picture of you know uh, the Virgin Mary or you know basic concepts that that we're all familiar with just by virtue of the fact that we grow up in a in in a society that is very open and uh, and is mostly secular in nature but also has uh, you know uh, what they what they call even though I hate the term judeo christian values because the judeo values and the christian values are not the same but um, you know c- certain basic basic knowledge um, anything beyond that is probably something that, that that should be avoided so if it's if if that's really a significant portion of what one has to do in such classes, then I would I would stay away from it. And I would be even more concerned about that than I would be about the the other issue in terms of the pretzels, because the pretzels you know you know what pretzels is when you see it. Whereas that is much more slippery. It could be it's much more subtle sometimes, and um, and it could sort of sneak up on you uh, a, a little bit. Uh, I don't know the metzius of of these classes. I do know that it, it, one of the you know people. Sometimes ask, what's the difference between YU and Landers, other than size? So I'm not getting into like you know better, worse, this, that. There's bigger, there's smaller. Okay, that that you know we can we can certainly see. But in terms of policy, in terms of policy, the 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 to me the most um, interesting difference is that um, is is that in Yeshiva University there is a very very strong Yeshiva. And there's a very, very strong university. But the university does not have to answer to the yeshiva, and the yeshiva does not have to answer to the university. And it was set up that way on purpose. Meaning the idea is, that's at least my understanding, the way it was explained to me, was that the university is going to present whatever a top-notch university should present. And to the extent that that will provide challenges to, to your religious sensibilities, well, guess what? Welcome to life. You're going to have to navigate that for the rest of your life. So figure out how to navigate that now. But we're not going to water down the university element because of the yeshiva. In, 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 in Lander, it's a different philosophy. The philosophy is, why would we give anybody anything that uh, threatens your religious sensitivities, meaning we want it to be a religiously safe environment, and therefore, if uh, anything is going to be taught uh, that, that Rav Sachs is uncomfortable with, it just won't be taught. It's just uh, he, he has the right of, uh, you know, to, to take something out of the curriculum. If he's not comfortable with certain music being played in the music class or books being read in the literature class, so that's it. So it's gone. It's, uh, it's, it's out of the curriculum as soon as he finds out about it. And, that's, uh, and that's, that's the way it operates. Again, not saying better, worse, or otherwise. That, that's the Metzius. So in, in, in a place like Lander, you're not going to have the Shaila about the art class. If there is an art, I don't even know if they have an art class. If there is an art class, they would, they would 
you know, they, they would edit this stuff out uh, already. Um, but in uh, in a place like Yeshiva University, when when certainly when I was in college, um, it, it would not necessarily be edited out just because y- you're in Yeshiva University. So I don't know the mitzvahs in terms of the religious element. But what I found more interesting was the preitzus element of it. The preitzus element of it um, I found interesting because I know that that was the primary concern for guys my age when we were in when we were in college, and that's why most of the Yeshiva guys didn't take the uh, the art class. We took music instead, or I was in Sysom School of Business, so we, t- we got to take speech instead of art or music. I don't know why they're all parallel to each other, but somehow we, we uh, got away with taking speech, and that was perfectly and that was perfectly acceptable. That was fine. What did you take? Queens uh, College. Okay, so uh, okay, so you missed Dr. Bukas. So uh, okay, so so we, you know, that 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 was, um, but that was the primary concern. So I was thinking, is it the same for a woman? Meaning, if you're if if you're a woman, is the preacher's issue the same? So intuitively, if I were to ask you, is a woman not allowed to? Are the halachas of what a woman is not allowed to look at the same as what a man is not allowed to look at? Intuitively, what do you feel should be the right answer? Yeah, yes. That it should be should be mamish the same. I don't know for different reasons. For different reasons. Yeah. What do you mean different reasons? You don't want to be sensitized to people to a certain, a certain way of looking at them. Okay, but whereas for a man, it's more. It's more of a. There's a more of a lot of stringency. Uh, okay, so th- this is what, right, exactly how to put your finger, meaning most of us, I would have thought, and I was a little surprised by the, rea- by the reaction, where everyone thinks it should be the same, I would have thought that people would think, it's not right, but it's not as bad. No, they, it's, not, it's not quite the same as, 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 as a man looking at things that are inappropriate, but it's also not right. It's not like a woman should be watching inappropriate movies all the time and doing like that's not like you know uh, what 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 a uh, basisrol is supposed to be doing. But it's not quite as bad as a man doing it. Is there any halachic basis for such an attitude? So I would argue there is significant halachic basis for such an attitude. In fact, that is exactly what the halacha says. But let's let's sort of be magdirit a little bit more carefully. There are two psukim that Chazal use to teach us the iser of having hirhurim. One is the Gemara Masechus Brachos Tafid Beis learns from the pasuk Lasasuru Achare Enechem that Lasuru Achare Enechem means that you're not supposed to have hirhure um, hirhure avere. You're not supposed to think about arayos and the like. Rashi on, on that pasuk comments that uh, the stage of the development of an Avera, the stages of the development of an Avera normally go Ha'ayin Roa, Halev Chomed, and then the body does the, the action, the eye sees, the heart desires. So it all starts with, with the eyes. So any uh, desires that naturally follow inappropriate visual content and precede a physical violation of an Isser are very often, are exactly what's included in the Surah Reinechem. But then there's another pasuk quoted by another Gemara that seems to be a very similar Isser. There's a Gemara in Masechus Ksubis and Daf Mem Vav, where the Gemara talks about the Isser to think about Arayos in the following context. The pasuk says in Dvar Mechav Gimel, Mikol Ra that you have to guard yourself from all evil. So the Gemara understands, it means, that a person shouldn't have Yerurim during the day, because by having Yerurim during the day, he's likely going to come to become a Balkari 
at night. And the Gemara in Masech Savodazar and Davchav expands that even further and starts talking about, therefore, one shouldn't even gaze at a woman's clothing, even if a woman's not wearing them at the time, and a woman shouldn't, uh, a, a person shouldn't look at animals while they're mating. You know, you go to the zoo and the animals are mating, you shouldn't be staring at that either. Um, you know, and, and uh, Chaim Eiser says that the, you know, that the Rambam doesn't really but the simple reading of the Gemara is that this is also a Dindar Raisa. So why do I have two Dinim Dar Raisa to essentially tell me the, uh, the, the, the same thing? So Ramayisha writes in the Tshuva, Negros Moshe, Avna Ezer Chelek Aleph Simen Samach Tes, that Nishmartim Mikol Davara is to look at things that can cause someone to become Balkari. Is to look at things that can get a person in the mood of Avera, in the uh, you know in the mindset of Avera. Well, those are very very different things. Meaning, major nafkamina, a woman, right? A woman could certainly get in the mindset of Avera, but she's not going to become a balkari no matter what happens, right? So the iser of an ishmatim called Avera is not going to apply to her. But the Yisra of Losasuru Achrei Enechem will apply to her. Um, so that's what uh, that's what Rav Moshe suggests. Now it, it would seem that even Rav Moshe, even according to Rav Moshe, uh, it, it's clear that a woman should not be looking at you know explicit material, uh, totally inappropriate material, because that's likely to cause her to want to do an avera. Uh, but you know maybe one could argue. That if it gets her in a mood of of uh, you know of, of of physical intimacy, and she has a mutter outlet for that physical intimacy, she's a married woman who's currently not a nida. Then maybe it would not be it would not be so bad because there's Gemara in Kesubis of Samachay that says that women shouldn't drink wine because it's likely to lead to promiscuous behavior. But if she's with her husband, she can drink wine. Because good, let it lead to promiscuous behavior. Now this is obviously very different than that, because, you know, wine is not fundamentally looking at something that's inappropriate or at some other, some other man. Um, it's, what I found interesting is that if you look at um, the Debretzina Rav in Tshuvas Ber Moshe, Chelek Dalid, Semekuf Mem Zainos Chav Gimel, he, he, he discusses whether women are... Let, let's say a woman wants to go watch her sons at the swimming pool. Their sons are going to go during the men's hours to go swimming, so she needs to keep an eye on them. So she, can she go to the swimming pool during the men's hours? She's going to be fully dressed. You know, or a woman goes to the beach. She's fully dressed. She goes to the beach. Someone told me today that Bina used to tell the guys in the Tiv, it's better to go to the beach than to go to the Kotel. I still don't know what that means exactly, but uh, so okay. But you put that on the list of, uh, you know, of uh, notable quotes, I guess. But uh, but the the the, uh, the if if a if 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 a if a if a if a woman is fully clothed and go a man is fully clothed and goes to the beach and he sees women in bathing suits, that's clearly inappropriate. That's clearly not uh, not, not 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 proper. What if a woman goes fully clothed to the beach? So it's interesting. Debrit Sinarov quotes from the Satmar Rebbe, from the Satmar Rebbe, that there's no problem with that, that there's no issue with that. Because a woman's not going to have a from that. 
That's something Rabbi understands. Debrisin Rav himself disagrees. He thinks that uh, no, when we whatever heter of a woman looking at a at a man is only a fully dressed man. You know the Gemara talks about in Brachos and Daf Memches that when women would speak to Shaul Hamelech, they would try to extend the conversation. Shalomelch was so tall and good looking, so they would uh, they would extend the conversation as much as they can when they were talking to him. Maybe suggesting that uh, that that's okay, that that's that's not usher for them to do. That's something they were interested in doing, and it's not you know something. If uh, we would never say that, if a man were doing that, we would say that he's doing something terrible. In fact, Bruria called out uh, you know men who would speak to her longer than they had to. You know, lulud. Don't ask me is it derech lulud. lulud. Say few. Your words, you shouldn't extend. Al isha. But uh, a, a woman trying to extend the conversation with a good-looking man, apparently not so <coughs> terrible, not so bad. So Debrisin Rav says, "Yeah, it's provided he's fully clothed." Whereas, uh, whereas the Sat- apparently, I, I don't know where it's, the, the Debrisin Rav quotes from the Satma Rebbe that in the, that, that uh, is, is from from the Sefer Taras Yomtov to say that uh, that there are many rayas from Chazal that it's not so that even if the man is not necessarily uh, fully clothed that it would not be uh, would not be an iser so you know what 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 it boils down to with a lot of these kinds of hirhurim shailas is what's what's going to cause a person hirhurim so if there's a risk of hirhurim a reasonable risk of hirhurim you're not allowed to take that risk that's clear so sugya masachs basra the gemara talks about if it's efshar uh, to avoid um, it's Babasra, it's also related to but mostly that if a person goes uh, past the women when they're by the kvisa, when they're doing the, the laundry, even if he closes his eyes while he goes there, he's considered a Russia. Why is he a Russia? He's closing his eyes because he should have gone the other way where he wouldn't put himself in that Nisayon. So if it's even a, 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 a reasonable Nisayon, a man is supposed to, a person is supposed to avoid that. So in general, that's what you really have to ask yourself. Is this a reasonable nisayon that I'm going to be able to uh, to pass? If it's a reasonable nisayon, but I think I'll be able to pass it, still try to avoid it. But it's not even going to be a nisayon, it's just not going to be an issue for me. You know, it's just not going to be the the, the women that uh, are, are, are dressed enough that it's not, you know, that I'm so used to seeing women, let's say, without their hair covered. It's not going to be a problem. For me to see a woman without their hair covered, it's not going to be like the Aruch Hashulchan. You know, it's not going to be uh, an issue. So then, uh, there would be no issue. Someone asked me about doing an exercise program where there's a man who leads the exercise program, one of these streaming video uh, programs. But there are women in the class also. And the women typically don't, uh, you know, wear sleeves to here and, uh, you know, and long skirts in these exercise programs. Is he allowed to do the exercise program? So that's really the issue. Is there a chashashir? If there's a chashashir, by the way that they're dressed, then you probably should not be doing it. If there's no chashashir, you're not going to be looking at it, you're just going to be listening, or you shut off the skirt, whatever, or, or you're just, you know, uh, too busy exercising, that there's no chashashir, then, uh, then it would be permissible. So I thought the, that was an interesting question, but at the end of the day, it, it, it will relate to his sensitivity. Now, now on to the base medrash issue. Um, as far as the base medrash issue is concerned, um, there are different levels of kedusha for different items in Yiddishkeit. Uh, the sugya megillah 
indicates, and it's passed in this way in Kufnun Gimel in, in, in Orachayim, that a Kedusha space Medrash is greater than Kedusha space Haknesses. There's definitely such an Indian of Kedusha space Haknesses, but you're not allowed to turn a base Medrash into a base Knesses. The reverse, you are allowed to do. Not only that, the Gemara tells us that there's a Maila to davening in a base Medrash because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Nimtza B'dalarama Shel Halacha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu can be found in the Dalarama Shel Halacha, and therefore you want to daven where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is is. So there's a maila to, uh, to davening in the base madrash, and that's certainly the, uh, the, the, the case. Now, what, what's difficult to be magdir exactly is where a base madrash gets its kedusha from. See, a base knesses is likely, Rav Shachter points out in Eretz Atzvi, suggests that a base knesses, the kedusha space of knesses emanates from the presence of the Aram. That that's the, the, the fundamental uh, centerpiece and focal point from which the Kedusha emanates, and, and, and that's part of the notion of Mikdash Ma'at. That Mikdash Ma'at, which is an expression that Chazal uses in Megillah, means that a Besa Knesset is really like a miniature Besa Mikdash. Rav Ashwais has a whole piece in Mikhasashar, and Rav Shechter has a whole piece in Eretz Hatzvi, where they point to different things, they each have different lists, but you put them all together, there's like 12 different things that about a base of Knesset that resemble the base of Mikdash or are meant to resemble the base of Mikdash because it's supposed to be a miniature base of Mikdash. So Rav Shachta points out in Eretz Tzvi that the Kedusha Samikdash emanates from the Aron. And, and, and even in Mikdash Sheni, that's why the Aron had to be hidden in Mecholos underground, in tunnels underground, on premises as opposed to be taken off some, off premises somewhere because there couldn't be a Bayesheni if there wasn't an Aron somewhere in the complex. That it had to be, it had to be there in order for the Kedusha. That's Rav Shachta has an unusual shita that uh, I don't think others hold of, that when you build an, you know, very often for the architecture of a shul, they like to have the front of the shul like a straight wall, you know, like a flat wall, as opposed to the aron jutting out into the room. So they'll, they'll build it in such a way where the aron is sort of uh, built out, almost like in a separate room, and when you're, you know, like from the outside of the building, you see like a cutout where they where they made the uh, the aron. So if Shachta thinks that a shul that ha- that's set up in that way is missing a little bit of kedusha space haknesses because the aron's not in the room. The aron is supposed to be in the room, not sort of in its separate compartment. I remember soon after you know, Israel Woodmere spent I don't know ten million dollars building a brand new beautiful building. Shachta was speaking in the Israel Woodmere and he was saying this shtickle Torah and he looks behind him. And he says, "Yeah, like this." You know, he says things sometimes. So the 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 the, the, the uh, th- that that's an unusual sheet, but it's based on this notion that it comes from the kedusha saaron. Kedusha space medrash likely does not come from kedusha saaron. It's kedusha satora probably, but probably the limra Torah that is done inside of the base of medrash rather than the uh, the the rather than the presence of the physical Sefer Torah uh, in, in the base Medrash. So what, what got me interested over here is that there, there is a halacha that achilu shtiyah is asr in the Beis HaKnesses. You're not allowed to eat and drink in the Beis HaKnesses. Achilu shtiyah is mutter in the Beis HaMedrash. Right? It's halacha psukah in Shulchan Aruch this way. It sounds uh, from the Shulchan Aruch that only for Tamir Chachamim is, uh, but you know, the Mishmur already points out, we're mekel. Achilu shtiyah is, uh, um, is, is mutter in a base medrash because it's it's beso. Um, Mishbur says that uh, you know not not only achilushtia basic needs because that's where you live all day. That's what, but the way some of the posts can express it's not just that's where you live all day. It's 
you're learning all day in the base medrash, and to the extent that you have to leave the base medrash to eat, it's going to be bittul Torah. So we don't want a person to have to leave the base medrash to eat. You see, you go to shul, you daven three times a day. How long is it going to take? You could still schedule meal times when you're not supposed to be in shul, right? Meaning uh, davening shachris in the morning. So uh, if you're Davin in a real uh, balabatish minion, you'll have those matzah minyanim, or 18 minutes guaranteed. Okay, so that's if you're not so into davening. But even if you're into, you're into saying all the words, so how long is davening going to take? 40 minutes, 50 minutes on a Monday, Thursday? So, okay, you can have breakfast afterwards. You know, there's, there's plenty of time to eat. But base medrash, you're going to be sitting and learning all day, Tarasso Naso. So that to leave is going to be a bit of Torah in order to, in order to eat. So that got me thinking about, about whether women. Um, a woman's based marriage is going to be different. I mean, your room is designated for women's learning because, on the one hand, you could argue both ways. On the one hand, you could argue that there's no Isra of Bittal Torah for a woman because a woman has no Chiv and Talmud Torah. Right? So if she has no Chiv and Talmud Torah, no Isra of Bittal Torah, no problem. Let her take a break and go eat somewhere else. And therefore, it should be more Chamer. She shouldn't be allowed to eat in the base marriage. Or you could argue that the entire Kedusha's base of Medrash emanates from not just the Cheftza Shel Torah, the fact that, you know, to borrow the terminology of the Briskarab, that there's Torah being learned in the base Medrash, but the Kedush Beis Medrash emanates from the Chiyuv of Talmud Torah that's being fulfilled in the base Medrash. And if a woman is not Chayiv in Talmud Torah, which again, she's not, meaning uh, whatever you're attitudes are toward women learning uh, hashkafically and what they should learn. Everyone agrees women are supposed to learn. The question is exactly what they should be learning. And, you know, regardless, regardless of what your attitudes are, are toward, toward, toward that, certainly there's no formal chiyuv of Talmud Torah qua Talmud Torah, right? Meaning it's a, maybe a chiyuv of, uh, you know, being an observant Jew, which a woman certainly has an obligation to be an observant Jew, which is impossible to do if you don't learn something about how to be an observant Jew. Okay, so now the Pulskim are going to argue. So how do you best teach a person? And I remember we asked Rav Shechter, how's a woman supposed to learn Hilcha Shabbos? She should learn a Gemara Shabbos with all the Rishonim, meaning learn a biyun and learn so you can really understand the uh, the halachos. So uh, that's how you're supposed to learn. Why shouldn't she understand the Hilchah Shabbos? It should just be a set of rules. The Hilchah Shabbos be, can do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that. Then you'll never understand anything. It's the worst way to learn halacha, to just learn a set of rules. That's why people find halacha boring, and that's why people find halacha difficult to remember, because they, they think that halacha is just learning a set of rules. No, if you learn a sugya, you learn what's, what it's based on, you learn the principles behind that's learning that's that's how you learn an area of halacha but again regardless of all that a woman's not chayv in Talmud Torah per se so maybe the Kedush space Medrash doesn't exist and therefore maybe she is allowed to eat in the uh, in, in, in the base Medrash um, the other side of it is that maybe this is comparable to an Ezra's Nashim in a shul most of the posts can suggest that an Ezra's Nashim in a shul does have Kedusha but not the same Kedusha because Dvar Meshavah Kedusha are not recited uh, in the Ezra's Nashim, because uh, ten women don't make a minion, right? So it doesn't have the same Kedusha as the rest of the shul. So you're not allowed to turn uh, the, the, the men's section into an Ezra's Nashim. Uh, in Nefsharab, Shach the Reitzar of Salvechik advised one shul that was doing a reorganization of the, of the room uh, to, 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 that they wanted to make the, Ezra, the, the, the men's section cut off a piece of the men's section and make it the Ezra's Nashim, that he required them to first um, block it out where it won't be used for anything in between. Because you're allowed to take it and just not do anything with it. And once you haven't been doing anything with it in a while, then you can 
upgrade it back to an Ezra's Nashim, but not to make it straight from a men's section into an Ezra's Nashim. So would we say the same about a women's based marriage, that it has Kedusha's based marriage, but not quite the same, not quite the same as a, as a men's based marriage? I, I really wasn't sure. I asked uh, Rav Sachs what he thought, and Rav Sachs said, it's, you know, he enjoyed the Shaila, but he said he thinks it's the same, that uh, all the halachas that apply to a man's base measures will apply to a woman's base measures as well. So I wanted to get the Haredi point of view, so I asked um, uh, Rav Zilberstein, um, of course I, I, I said, uh, Kamuvan, it's only Sifrei Halacha and Tanakh, you know, like I didn't want to, you know, I, I didn't want him to feel like I was baiting him or anything, although sometimes he has a sense when he knows that I'm baiting him, he'll, He'll ignore me, you know, on, on, on certain questions, I'm sure. But, uh, but Kamuvan, so he, he responded with a long tshuva. He said, first thing you have to figure out is the kedusha of a base medrash for children, let's say, or a classroom even. A classroom where they study Torah. Does that have kedusha's base medrash? So he argues yes. And with a number of Marmakomas we're not going to get into right now, that, that it might have Kedusha's based medrash, and that even a based medrash shall yachid in a person's private house might have Kedusha's based medrash. But I thought the better part of the truth is where he discusses what about a based medrash for children, where children learn, like a classroom in an elementary school. So they have no chiyuv of Talmud Torah, no chiyuv of Talmud Torah, but it's certainly chefza shel Torah, so that might be the best the best model to figure it out based on. So he quotes Levushe Mordechai in Arachai Madur Tinyana Simon Mem that a Talmud Torah shall katanim ein bo kedusha because the the ikr kedusha is the idea the ikr kedusha of a base hakneses is that they could say dvarm shibe kedusha there ten katanim cannot say dvarm shibe kedusha. What does that have to do with the base medrash? He says, yeah, yeah, that's the Yikadusha of the base medrash also. Because after the learning, someone says, Right? So, so that's the Kaddish. The Kaddish Rabbana, they say at the end. So that's the Dvarm Shabbatusha. That's where the Kaddusha comes from, from the base medrash. Hard to understand why that would be the case. Then why is the Kaddusha of the base medrash greater than the Kaddusha? Of a base Haknes says so that, but that's what he quotes from Mavushe Mordechai. Then he says um, that uh, on the other side, the Mabit in Chelat Beis in Kuvay Nalv writes that Talmud Torah for children does have kedushas base medrash, and in fact, it's more chamur than a normal base medrash than than a base Haknes says because the Torah of Ketanim is a greater level of Torah. The the Hevel Tinokashal base Rabban is what the Olam is Kayaman. The world uh, revolves around the Talmud Torah of young children, so maybe it's more kadosh. And then he writes. I'm sorry, the Mabiti says is the same level of Kedusha. Then he quotes some Chesed Allah and that maybe it has even more Kedusha. Then he says, okay, but that's that svar is only going to work for children. No one's going to say that the Olam is Kayam on the, on the Talmud Torah of, uh, of women more than men, maybe of, of young children more than adults, but not of women more than men. So he then suggests that maybe this is Tali in the Machlokas, Shulchan Aruch and the Gra in Hilchas Birchas HaTorah. Shulchan Aruch Paskin's women recite Birchsa Torah. So the Beralach over there uh, says that the, from the Beis Yosef, in the name of the Agur, that they say Birchsa Torah because they're chayiv to learn Dinim Shalahem, as opposed to the Gra, who says, no, they say Birchsa Torah because they make brachas and Mitzvah Shazman Grama. 
women are allowed to say just like say bracha nulul, say bracha nasuka. Uh, at least for Ashkenazi women, so you could say Berch Tara also, even though the Reina Matsuva. So it says Rizubasi, maybe it's totally on that. That if you hold because they're Chayiv to learn Dinim Shalom, so they are Chayiv in Talmud Torah. Uh, because they're Chayiv to learn Dinim Shalom, so that's uh, somewhat of a Chayiv in Talmud Torah. But if you hold that it's only like a bracha and the mitzvah says Shazman Grama, so it's no Chayiv Talmud Torah, then it would be a, uh, a, a lesser Chayiv. I'll call, but but find them our muckle. You know, anyone, does anyone talk about explicitly this issue? So he digs up a chuvas sholemeshiv madura kamachelik beisim lechav beis, where the sholemeshiv is discussing whether you could build an Ezra's nashim when, in order to do so, the way they used to always build an Ezra's nashim was a balcony. So how do you build a balcony in a building that doesn't have a balcony? You're going to have to make pillars to support the balcony. Otherwise, it's not going to end well, right? So you need pillars to support the balcony, and building those pillars will take away some seats in the men's section. Are you allowed to take away seats in the men's section to build the pillars to make the balcony for women to sit? That's what the Sholem Eshav discusses. And he writes that a Beisach Knesset shall nasher mikri gamken kedusha. Uh, and even though you're not allowed to turn a base medrash into a base knesses, because mishum de base knesses ain't lomdim sham, vimkain al kolpadam anashim ain't lomdim sham, vimkain gara, and uh, women aren't learning in the Ezra's nashim, so it's going to be worse. So nevertheless, he's matir the whole thing. But says Zilberstein, it could be Medayik, that in Ezra's Nashim has Kedusha's Beis HaKnesset because they daven there and they don't learn there. Sounds like if they did learn there, it wouldn't even be a Shaila. Right? I mean, he says, even though you're not turning it into a real base Medrash because none of the women are learning in the Ezra's Nashim, still I'm going to be making. But it makes it sound like, and if women were learning in the Ezra's Nashim, then it would have Kedusha's Beis HaKnesset, then it would be no Shaila, then of course you're allowed to do it because you're allowed to turn a Beis HaKnesset into a base Medrash. So full Kedusha space match, he found Maramakom, but it was only in theory, right? Because they couldn't talk about it in practice. It was only in theory. So it makes it makes for a, you know a good hack and you know good uh, good good hack and learning in terms of whether uh, whether it has Kedusha space match. But at the end of the day, all postcom that I know of um, are Mekel, not Mekel, would say that it has the same status as a men's as a men's base medrash in terms of in terms of the kedusha, so probably the eating is allowed, sicha um, betela and that kind of thing probably not so allowed. Um, you know, all you have to learn through kufnun aleph what is permitted and what's not permitted in a uh, in in a base medrash. Schalp with rosh is uh, not permitted. Yeah. Would you be able to turn a woman's base medrash into a men's base medrash? Why not? Right, I would think it's the same. Right, women's base medrash to men's base medrash. I don't know, maybe even a men's based marriage into a woman's based marriage if they're mamish the same. Right? If we're saying that they're that they're that they're exactly the same. Uh, just a couple of minutes on the last shayla because I don't want to totally ignore it. Um, the, the the last shayla that we asked was that the guy wants to know if he can make his son's car payments and the kid's gonna be driving in Shabbos. So uh, my initial thought was that whenever you deal with uh, any Lifne Eva related issue, it's always important to remember two things. Number one, that there's a major difference between Lifna Eva Daraisa and the Sayyayah Midrabanan. Meaning, if a person has the ability to do it without your help, then that's only Misayah Midrabanan. Um, and and, and Misayah Midrabanan doesn't, according to the Shach and Dagum Ravavah, Misayah Midrabanan doesn't apply to someone who's doing the Avera Bimezid. 
Only Lifnei Verdar Raisa applies when the person is doing the Aver Bimezid. I once met Rabbi Yisrael Reisman Shlita at a bris, and I was asking him some Lifnei related question. And he said, there are two Marimakomos that are so critical for every Shul Rav to know. One is this Shach Dagel Muvava about... Uh, Messiah not applying to something because it comes up so often in so many shadows. The Messiah doesn't apply to a person who's doing the Aver Mezim, and the other one I forgot, so I can only answer like fifty percent of your questions accurately. So the um, but that that was that was one of the. It's a major maramakum, very very important. That doesn't help us over here. That number one thing you always think about Lifneiver doesn't help because this is Mamish Lifneiver. The kid can't. He can't make his car payments. He's going to be taking the train otherwise, which is a much lesser issue. Every time you hit the gas in the car, it's in the Daraisa. Every time you hit the brake, Machlokas, it's the Daraisa, it's the Rabbanon. But it's much, much worse than taking a train, obviously. So we're dealing with real Lifnei, a, a question of real Lifneiver. The other issue we always keep in mind when it comes to the Fenever issues is Shlomo Zalman Orbach writes in Ravadi in a different context that sometimes you have to look at the Fenever not in the here and now, but in the big picture of the Fenever. Like Ravadi talks about keeping a meat restaurant open during the nine days. If the, if the, the restaurant is located in a community where the people who frequent that restaurant are otherwise not going to just have cereal and milk for dinner, otherwise they'll go to a trafe restaurant so you have to keep in mind, is it a greater lifneiver to serve them meat during the nine days without a siyum uh, or sudas mitzvah? Or is it a greater lifneiver to close the restaurant and have them eat treif during the nine days? Right? You have to big picture uh, versus little picture lifneiver. Even that probably won't help us very much over here because like, you can't do much worse than consistent Chil Shabbos. There are very few things in Judaism that are more Chamra Veros than consistent uh, Chil Shabbos. But I still thought we could be making love here based on the tshuva of Ramesha. Ramesha is a tshuva about renting a wedding hall to, not, to a non-religious couple where you know that there's going to be mixed dancing because they're not, they're not religious. Can you rent out a wedding hall to uh, such a couple? And Ramesha comes with the following sfara. So first of all, first he goes down the Messiah route. He says, it's Messiah, Shach, Dogum Ravava. Fine, that's how to number one. But then he says, it's not Lifnever at all. It's not Messiah, not Lifnever, nothing. He says, because uh, you're renting out a wedding hall. What's a wedding hall for? To get married. Is it mutter to get married? Yes. They, it happens to be, you know, some people might speak Lush and Hara at their tables at the wedding. It doesn't mean you're not allowed to rent out a wedding hall because people might speak Lush and Hara. You know, when the, the, the bride walks down, there may be some yenta commenting on how she overpaid for the dress or something, but that doesn't mean that it's usher to, to rent out a wedding hall because it's going to promote the Lush and Hara. No, you look at Be'ikr, what are you doing? Be'ikr, you're giving them a wedding hall. That's what you're doing. So Mela, it's going to be uh, Mutter. And Moshe says, and don't think that this is just just a sniff lahaka, but anyway, I'm dealing with the case that's only Messiah, Amidar Abanan, and then Mezid, and I'm just adding this. He said, even if we're living Neivar Daraisa, I'd rely on this Svara. So, uh, okay, good. So we have a case now that's Lif Neivar Daraisa. I think, what's the father doing? He's buying a Chil Shabbos mobile? No, he's buying a car so the kid can get to school. Happens to be, he's also going to be driving on Shabbos? Happens to be. But that's not what he's giving him. He's not giving him a Chil Shabbos mobile. So that's, uh, but, but, whenever dealing with family situations, with a, a good, loving relationship, father-child, it, it could be, and the parent has to know his own relationship with his child, to know what he can get away with, or what will be effective, and what will help, it could be that he can say to the child, 
listen, I'd love to make your car payments. I want you to be able to have an easier time to get to school, but it will kill me because the kid grew up in a from home. He knows this. It will kill me to see that you're driving this car in Shabbos. So please, please don't drive this car in Shabbos. And, you know, it could be that, that's, that, that, that the father can and should and should say that, but halachically required to? I don't think he's halachically required to. I asked this from Silverstein, and Silverstein said that he had a similar shayla, but he says even better in Chashukei Chemer HaMesechaz Nida. He had the following shayla. It was the reverse. The kid was a Balchuva, parents weren't religious, siblings weren't religious, Kid was about tshuva. The kid was going to a yeshiva. He had to take like six buses till he got to yeshiva. It took so much time out of his day. There were shmir seinayim issues along the way when he's taking the public transportation. It would be so much easier for him if he just had a car. And the parents were willing to get him a car. And they said, it's so geschmack that we're getting it. They didn't use those words. But they said, it's so great that we're getting you a car because your brother needs a car on the weekends. And you're not going to use it on the weekends anyway. So we'll get a car, and now your brother will be able to use it Saturdays and Friday nights, and you'll be able to use it all the other days. So he wanted to know, should he accept the car from his parents? Because if they don't get the car, the brother won't be able to use it. And it was the was Mekel, in that case, partially based on Moshe, really based on another svara, that uh, that which you do before Shabbos is not really Shabbos-related. It's a very similar svara. He spoke about a case where someone has a Delex station, someone owns a gas station, and a guy comes and pulls him for gas on Erev Shabbos, and he says, oh, i got to fill up the car now because tomorrow morning we're going on a family trip. Uh-oh, now what do you do? Do you, do you fill him up? Do you not? So again, he thought that uh, you should tell him, uh, you, know, you know, it would be an even better family trip around the Shabbos table. You know, <laughs> that'd be better. So tell him, and then he'll do what he does, but at least you'll have, uh, you'll have made your statement of what, what would be an even better thing for him to do. So that's uh, what I thought in that, uh, in that case. Yeah, that would be a problem. I would not give him the car in that situation. Yeah. Okay, have a wonderful Shabbat Shalom. No shear next week. I'm going to be in Eretz next week. So unless you're in Yeshiva Rakotel next Thursday night, I think that's where I am. Thank you very much.